Hey everyone, this week I have something a little bit different for you, and that's an interview with Box Brown, who is the author behind an awesome graphic novel on the history of Tetris. Box Brown is an Ignatz award-winning cartoonist, illustrator, and comic book publisher from Philadelphia. His book, Andre the Giant, Life and Legend, was released in 2014 and spent three weeks on the New York Times bestsellers list. His second graphic novel with publisher First Second is Tetris, The Games People Play, which tells the true, fascinating story of the world's most popular video game. Brown launched the independent comics publishing house Retrofit Comics in 2011. Graphic Stock is a subscription-based stock media company that gives you unlimited access to over 300,000 premium photos, illustrations, vectors, and design elements that everyone can afford. Most websites charge per download and can cost you as much as $30 per image. But with Graphic Stock, you get unlimited downloads with your membership for an annual rate, no download limits, and no hidden charges. It's the same content you would find on other stock sites at a lower price. Plus, Graphic Stock is always adding new content to the library, so it stays fresh. With a 7-day free trial, you can download 140 pieces of content. After that, it's only $99 for an annual subscription, less than $10 a month. Everything is 100% royalty-free content for your own personal or commercial projects, even if you cancel. Keep what you download and maintain usage rights forever. I've personally used Graphic Stock for presentations and newsletters that I've had to send out, and it works great. There's a ton of great images to pick from, and it's really easy to search for what you're looking for. Exclusive to my listeners, sign up for your 7-day free trial today at graphicstock.com slash techtalk. That's G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S-T-O-C-K dot com slash techtalk. And this will get you an awesome 7-day free trial. I know you'll love it. And with that introduction, let's get on to the interview. Why is the history of Tetris important to the gaming landscape today? One of the important things about Tetris is that it's kicked off kind of the concept of the puzzle video game in a way that it hadn't been done before. When it came out, the gaming companies were really being sold as toys, and mostly they're trying to just sell to the boys and young men demographic. And one of the things about Tetris is that it appeals to everyone, anyone, no matter the age or whatever, there's almost nothing to alienate a player. It's just pure skill and like the fun of playing that keeps people playing or whatever. So that led the way for all kinds of games of this type, right? And it also opened up the concept of adults playing video games. Uh, if you talk to anybody that had a, you know, a Tetris for Game Boy when they were a kid, they almost all of them had at some point had to steal the game back from their parents who were <laughs> playing it, you know. The other uh, thing about Tetris and specifically the Game Boy was it kind of like kicked off the concept of mobile gaming, which is ubiquitous at this point. It was discovered before Tetris, kind of, with the game and watch, which was, you know, the really primitive video games that would look kind of like a calculator. That was kind of like the beginning of that. And now it's like everybody has a game in their pocket, almost completely, I would say. Yeah, only now it's 3D with super high graphics and stuff that they don't ever imagined at that point in time. (laughs) All right, so what are the three coolest facts that you cover in the book? So there's all kinds of cool things that... Yeah, I found interesting. 
you know, uh, one of the characters in the book is Gunpei Yokoi, who invented the Game Boy. But before that, before he invented the Game Boy, he invented the Zapper, the gun that you use. Mm -hmm. You know, all those type of games came from that. And he started, my favorite thing about it is that he started, he wasn't in a creative field at Nintendo. He was working in a warehouse in a he would invent things to help himself out. Like he had to reach these like things on high shelves and he like invented a contraption that allowed him to like reach things on high shelves. And the president of Nintendo happened to see that one day while walking through the warehouse or whatever. And he ended up giving him a creative position and he really thought about things in a practical sense. And he's the reason we had things like, gyromite the nintendo robot game the virtual boy oh wow Uh, so he was a really interesting character i thought and it's it's kind of like laden (laughs) the book with weird facts so um yeah definitely that's definitely one thing that in reading it it, that's a tough question because there's so many things it's like oh there's little tidbits here and there stuff that i I absolutely never knew Uh, so it was like um i played a game when i was a little kid that was just like a board game that was like a puzzle game right where each player had pieces you'd lay out on a board they looked like little castles and your goal was to try to get all your pieces on the board before the other person could and what i didn't realize was that it is essentially tetris what you're playing <laughs> it's kind of pentominoes is which is the original game that uses the tetris pieces to fit in a puzzle like that you know, it comes from the same game as Tetris. When Alexei Pajanov was creating it, he pictured these pieces falling from the sky and being collected in a glass just at the right time and spot. <laughs> it's such an amazing visualization of what Tetris was before we found it. Yeah, and it become digitalized to a game that everybody plays. Right. It's so ubiquitous now, but I think of Alexei as an artist and I think of video games as an art form. And so to me, it, this is like the creation of Michelangelo's David or the Mona Lisa or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like th- this is one of the masterpieces in the canon of video yeah. games as art. You know, it, It's definitely one of the staples. It's one of the ones that when you think of video game, everybody comes back to Tetris. Sure. Was there anything surprising that you came across when doing your research? Um, yeah, lots of surprising things. Uh, one of the... Th- the and it's kind of shocking in the middle of the book, but one of the people who helped create Tetris ended up committing suicide and also murdering his family. Oh my gosh! Which was pretty insane, and I was not expecting that at all. But it was something that I felt I needed to include in the story because it was such a an enormous thing. And I think it's hard to speculate on that type of stuff. It's difficult to talk about. I really don't like to go into the how and the why that happened but it just was something that was part of the tetris history and it was definitely surprising and definitely shocking uh so do you have any tips for listeners or fans who want to play tetris or similar games i don't know if i have any tips i think when i started tetris i was like i'm not an expert in tetris you know whatever but you know i played ten thousand hours of tetris in my life for sure so <laughs> i have to say like my favorite way to play tetris is uh i have two ways that i play one is i play on the game boy version the b game where you set up the speed as fast as it can go 
it sets up like half the board is taken up by pieces and you have to get it down as far as you can, but it's difficult. And you only yeah. play it to 25 lines. And then the other way I like to play. So when, when you first start and they're, they're coming down really slow, I just kind of don't pay attention to what I'm doing and let, let it build up really high right in the beginning and then play till it's really low. And by the time you get it down to the bottom, you're usually pretty far into the game that it becomes it's challenging again. Yeah, things start speeding up anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen any yeah. like secrets or Easter eggs or anything while you've been playing Tetris that are kind of cool? Uh, no, not that I can think. Not that I can think of. I have to say that my favorite Easter eggs, I guess, are when you play that the Nintendo or the Game Boy, and I think it's in the Nintendo version too. Uh, on the play the B version, and if you get certain high scores, a bigger and bigger spaceship takes off at the end when it's it, it calculates your score <laughs> so i think that's pretty cool and like it starts off with like this little tiny rocket and you can like get it up to like a real whatever 1980s spaceship yeah you keep going and going and going yeah and then cool. also in in the i think it's in the, in the nintendo version the higher score you get the more nintendo characters are playing in a little band at the end <laughs> uh it's in the end screen you know it's like if you don't get that many points it's like mario just mario and then if you get all of them it's like mario donkey kong and a bunch of other nintendo yeah. characters that's pretty cool i didn't know that one yeah now when did you start playing tetris uh, you know when it came out for game boy for sure i, I like i got game boy i remember when i you know i was like talking nine. about the original game boy like yeah i was like nine out. when that came out so <laughs> I, that was like perfect for you know the second it came out I, re- I remember memorizing my uh serial number on the back of my game boy because like all the little kids had game boy you know and they all kind of looked the same yeah, you don't want to get switched up with somebody who drops yeah, it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like that has no batteries in it or something like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember so, that running out of double A's. <laughs> yeah. So, But I also had the Tengen version of Tetris, which was really weird at the time. I just remember it didn't look like other Nintendo games. It was in a black cartridge. You know, this is before Tetris got big. Like, I remember seeing it in arcades and stuff, and then the Tengen version came out. And I, you know, I didn't think anything of it at all, except for that it was in a weird cartridge. Yeah. And then, um, but I remember I had like an older cousin who was like really into video games and, and this was before the internet. So rumors would be, <laughs> be totally unsubstantiated and all that stuff. I don't even know how he f- would read about this stuff at that time. But uh, he, I remember him telling me like, yeah, that version's illegal now. You can't buy it. And it, he was right. Like Nintendo stopped Tengen from, they didn't actually have the license. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that is funny how people would find stuff out like that about without the internet. Yeah, it was amazing. Like that pro wrestling was the same way. People would be like, know all this stuff about wrestling. I'm like, how do you know? Uh, How did we organically know know this without the internet? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was just like real actual viral rumors. Yeah, now everything is like, oh, yeah, I read it on Twitter two seconds ago. You didn't know? Yeah, yeah. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep it simple.